chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, 1-0. Quick thinking by Alisson, and if Salah could lift it, still Salah, Salah! The Ghost Goal Podcast. Manchester United suffered a heartbreaking loss on penalties as David De Gea, of all people, missed the crucial penalty to win Villarreal their Europa League title and Unai Emery's fourth Europa League title. I'm Alex, here with Javier. Andrew is uh, off tonight. we got Europa League final to talk about, what little of it there is to talk about. And then, of course, this weekend, Saturday, 3 p.m., Manchester City versus Chelsea in the Champions League final. It's a big week. I'm uh, starting to feel the nerves set in now. I'm, uh, it's crunch Yeah, I was going to say, are you, are you getting nervous now, Alex? What's going on? I think it was today. Today, like, with all the people building up to Europa League final and... Manchester United fans like getting prepared for it. It's got me in the mindset of okay, this weekend is going to be one of the probably the most stressful day of my of my year. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it though. Now that we've got top four wrapped up, uh, limping across the line. If you haven't yet listened to our uh, Premier League final day reaction pod, we uh, released that on Monday. So go back and listen to that. Me, uh, Andrew, and Javier all talked about Chelsea uh, limping into top four and. Leicester and the consequences of them not making it. Uh, but now that Chelsea have that Champions League place wrapped up for next year, that stress of going into the Champions League final, needing to win it to get back into the tournament next year, that's been removed, which is kind of nice, but you still have Manchester City to, to deal with, and they're in really good form right now. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to the Champions League preview in a little bit. I do want yeah, we'll, we'll to dance later. on we gotta, Man United's we, grave a little bit. Cause yeah, we got to go over awful. Europa final... You know, finish up, wrap up our Premier League, and then we'll... No, 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 no. Should we finish the pod of the Champions League, or do you want to do no, the... No. What do you want? This is the Champions League preview pod. We start okay, with the, so we the start Champions with League the... stuff. Well, okay. We'll, we'll, we start with the European final uh, discussion. So, recapping. Gotcha, gotcha. This gotcha. Man United-Villarreal game ended 1-1. Uh, I think, was it Gerard Moreno? Uh, I forget his name. Gerard Moreno, yes. Gerard Moreno uh, scored the opening goal. And then uh, 55th minute, Edinson Cavani mopped up a uh, loose ball in the box to bring it back to 1-1. But Manchester United didn't really, apart from like a really good Marcus Rashford chance, there weren't too many like chances of note to, to decide uh, like a winner either way. So it went on into extra time and then eventually penalties where everyone in both teams scored their penalties except for David De Gea. And he missed, and they lost, and Villarreal won. I, we predicted it. We kind of laid out the blueprint. Like Villarreal just yeah. sit deep and I mean, Una, Unai, Unai Emery. I mean, that's now four piece. out of five finals. All that good stuff. He 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 goes up one nil, starts defending. United get a little bit of a jammy goal, and the game was boring as hell. I mean, I I I, I like was kind of falling asleep watching it because it wasn't. It, you know, both teams were playing defensive. Ole didn't make any changes until extra time. 
in the whole 90 minutes, he just kept the same team, which for me was a little bit odd. A little bit um, odd? I mean, anyone watching that United team could have seen, like, that there needs to be something changed here. I mean, they were down at halftime, and that still wasn't enough for Ole to think, oh, I need to change some things up here. But for them to be, I, I just don't see how in any way he could have wanted extra time and penalties. You'd think he'd make at least one change in the second half where they, they get the first goal, or they get the goal, like, pretty early, and then still have... 35 minutes with with which to go get the winner. But there was nothing like that. It was if I'm if I'm a United fan, you have to be very skeptical of uh I mean even before this you you probably should have been, but now especially after this result, you have to be skeptical about maybe not the job that Solskjaer has done this season because I think everyone agrees it's a good job, but you have to be doubtful of his ability to like improve upon this and to take this team. Yeah, to take forward. you to the next level. Like, are you going to win the title with this guy? Are you going to win a big title? It doesn't look like it for me. He's been given enough time that you can see the the system that he likes to play. He's brought in some players that he likes. He's had a couple successes, but for the most part, if you look at the players that were brought in this last window, Alex Tellis, Donny Van de Beek. I mean, Ahmad Diallo, who else? There's there's a couple more in there, but there hasn't really been any big successes outside of, you know, the, the resurgence well, of Luke Shaw this last season. Yeah, and then Cavani and Bruno Fernandes obviously coming coming last year. But for me, it's not enough for Mole, and you're not going to – he's improved the team. I think he's gotten it to the, to the point where he can hand it off to someone who can then, with a few good signings and a new system that's a higher level than what Ole is going to bring – I think you could have this United side challenging for trophies in the next few couple of years. But you need to make that change now. I think that, thank you, Ole, for getting top four. But, like, this can't be just the standard of Manchester United every year. Occasionally winning an FA Cup here and there. Challenging for the Europa League final and not being relevant in the Premier League or the Champions League. And that's not where a club... They were that, relevant, relevant enough in the Premier League. That's second. Well, they weren't because they were never in the title race. It's like saying like, yeah, it's just it, it's like saying, oh, last year's City, who were 19 points off the top, you know, they yeah, they got second. Were they really relevant in the league? No, Liverpool were like 20 points ahead all season and it was just a joke. And United never really like there was like, I guess, a point in like January where it looked like maybe United could be the the contenders after they had that big win. But uh, but I remember not believing in them then and and they crapped crapped the the bed for a couple months to to not even come close to being in the title race. So for me they're still a long ways off and them losing this 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 title to Villarreal who are a team that have way less money than them who have a coach who's doesn't have the best reputation and who had didn't have a bunch some of his first choice players as well you know this was a full health united side that's how harry Maguire, who yeah he was missed yeah but Maguire is um, like the one player united like can't afford to be missing at all and i mean you saw that on the set piece that goal they conceded that we'd be pretty much just you know genie genie in a bottle of that shit <laughs> we just predicted that like how terrible and unorganized united can be when Maguire's not in there and yeah, it's uh, it's almost too predictable. Uh, that, that's what makes it like wor- look worse for Solskjaer, I think. Like the the way that game planned out, like no one was surprised by that that performance from Manchester United, because Villarreal, like you said, even though they were missing some players, they're they're used to playing uh, a pretty deep line and then you know patiently building up and sort of 
easing the pressure off their own defense with sort of like patient uh, possession themselves. So they never get caught in a position where they're just like pinned in for like 10, 15 minutes at a time. I, I will not remember much about this final. I, I probably will not remember. Oh, no, it was like it was a goals. dreadful final, but it was it was one that you'll remember that Villarreal grinded out and Manchester United didn't show up on the day. So when your team doesn't show up for a final, I know that they got second place, but it's just, it's just, it's, I don't think it's good enough for a team as big as Manchester United. I think he's done. He's taken them as far as he can go. They ha- they have to go for a, a coach right now, try to get someone big in and, and, and rebuild this team, not rebuild, but just add on a, a few extra pieces that can take them to the next level. Cause I don't think it's going to be Ole to do it. That's a decent segue because there has been some really big news about managers uh, recently, uh, today, earlier today. It was first announced earlier this morning that uh, Inter Milan and Antonio Conte had parted ways, mutually, I guess. And then a little bit later in the afternoon, I think during the Europa League final, it was announced that Zinedine Zidane is going to be leaving uh, Real Madrid. Now, Zidane leaving is not that surprising. Um, I think they envisioned the the sort of uh, like retooling of the team would have been a bit uh, more significant by him. Instead, he just sort of stuck to the old guns. Uh, but Conte leaving three weeks after he wrapped up Inter's first title in like 10 or 11 years, uh, even though there were very rumors surprising. of that last year, it seems surprising, surprising now, especially now that he's won and given them their first trophy. And it looks like Italy or Serie A as a league is like there for the taking with Juventus sort of in, in pieces and some other teams try to like figure their their shit out but um so Conte's on the market that uh, we were so- talking about before we started recording like those two announcements of those managers leaving those clubs seems a bit too much yeah, of I a think, coincidence I, where Conte I should end like up there at Real. he's gonna go to Real yeah uh, which I, we could wait to talk about that like until it actually happens uh, but it is an interesting prospect <laughs> like uh yeah, I think it's it's a it's a match that's been I'm sure destined to happen at some point. He seems like the type of manager that, like Mourinho, like a Pep Guardiola, he can just go through seven, eight different top clubs throughout his career, and we you know we're not going to be surprised when he ends up in a bunch of different teams. So, well, it doesn't make sense for the fact that he hasn't had much European success. Uh, even at Juventus, they would always uh, struggle. They'd get out of the the group, but then struggle afterwards, and he could never quite get to the final. Uh, but then, the one year after he won the league title with uh, Chelsea, we had like a really rough uh, Champions League group stage where we ended up like barely qualifying in second, and then losing to Barcelona. And ever since he's gone to Inter, they've never gotten out of the group. I mean, they've been in two like groups of death, but you'd expect like a club of their size and a club that actually went on to win the league title in Italy this year that. They would have gotten out of the group one of those two years. So it doesn't really align in that way since Real Madrid have such a have such a focus on, you know, Champions League success. Like it doesn't even matter if they're in the, the, the title discussion. All that matters is that they they have a good chance at like going deep in the Champions League. So I'll be interested to see like if he if he goes there, how he'll be able to like get well, his way. But I remember a couple of years ago when we were talking about Real Madrid um, when Zidane was coming back in to the team, we were saying if Real don't win the league for a couple of years, they almost always go and say, all right, like we want to win the league again, guys. Let's go, like, bring in a manager who's going to win the league for us. Yeah, but they just Zidane won it last year. No, I know. 
Uh, I guess, yeah. They just did win the last year, but I don't know. That was, I, that was I, their I, once every five years winning of the league. They don't care about maybe it. Maybe they anymore. want more. Maybe they want Antonio Conte to win the league a couple more times for them to reestablish their dominance in, in Spain. And well, he, he's their guy. That's uh, this is, this is the, it, It's there for the taking because Barcelona's faltering, Messi's aging. The team's going to be hurting for a couple of years in transition. So if Real Madrid can get their shit together, I guarantee they can win a couple of titles these next couple of years. So hiring someone like Conte, maybe sacrificing a little bit in Europe. Who knows? They, they have good enough players and young enough players that if Conte coaches them well, who knows what they can do in Europe. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, I mean, we bring that up to say that if Manchester United had the balls to sack Solskjaer and go after Conte themselves, that would be an excellent hire for them. Uh, and, and they have shown a propensity to go for uh, former Chelsea employees, so... Why not? Uh, I, I mean, we'll keep an eye on it, but it seems more likely Real Madrid than uh, than Man United at this point. Uh, so this Champions League final this weekend, Manchester City-Chelsea. Right off the bat, like you're picking City, right? Definitely, 100%. There's no... Okay, there's no reason that you can... Like a reasonable person could pick Chelsea in this situation. Why? Why is there no reason? For, for, for two reasons. Number one, you're basically calling me unreasonable, of... Javier. You're calling me unreasonable, yeah. and I am, yeah, I am. I am very I am. reasonable. No, Alex, I haven't because... even said anything yet, and you're calling me unreasonable. How dare you? you haven't even allowed me to give my reasons. Because because I know that you're going to give some some reason that is not true, or that doesn't make sense. Why don't you wait for me to say the not true thing before you uh, you uh, you know hack it down? All right, Alex, convince me. Why are you going to win this Champions League final? Well, most importantly, it's one game. <laughs> so if this had been a two-legged affair in the semifinal or whatever, I would I would definitely be behind uh, Manchester City. But one game, basically, that, this this is going to be a terrible argument because it, it basically boils down I can, to I can feel it in, in my plums. For all of you, uh, God, I forget the name of the show now. I can't believe I just referenced a show I can't remember the name of now. Eastbound and Down, that's it. I can feel it in my plums. That I, I just think we're going to pull it out. I think Tuchel, in his current three four three structure, and it looks like, knock on wood, that we're going to be fully healthy. Uh, Conte's backing training and Mendy's backing training, and just has like bruised, bruised ribs, so he's definitely going to be fit for the final. I've seen enough in these two recent games over the past like month and a half, the FA Cup semifinal and the league game, where I know we mentioned... In both of those games, before. they didn't play I'm their full team. I'm about to say it. I'm about to say that. Uh, like, it's very obvious that we didn't play our full team and they didn't play theirs in either of those games. But the way we had the uh, middle of the field pretty well marshaled, I'm not going to say we didn't give City any space to p- pass around in the middle of the field, but when it came down to the final third, Jorginho and N'Golo Kante, who I think are going to be the two that start this game in midfield, they were extremely good at just sort of keeping everything in front of them, keeping very little space between them and the back line, and dropping in whenever Zuma, uh, Silva, Christensen, or Aspilicueta, whoever was playing in that back three, would step up to... Uh, stop those inside forwards like Mares, like Foden, like De Bruyne from, you know, cutting in and creating too much chaos, basically. That was one part of it. And then the second part is that we definitively in both games won the wingback battle. And I think that's a battle that most teams, City, have been able to dominate. But against us, Chilwell and Reese James, I think we can win that again. 
We played. Uh, we've played both those uh, players in the FA Cup semifinal, and they, you know, they were like playing balls like into the box for the other to get on the end of. And, you know, neither of them scored or had an assist, but they absolutely like dominated their wings. And as well as someone like Zinchenko has played, even in that PSG semifinal, I, I think it's a very different. Uh, a kind of atmosphere to reproduce in that one game in the Champions League final. Okay, so here's what here's my counter to what you your your argument about those two games is. So I think the one thing in the midfield that that two things actually. So in neither of those games did Kevin De Bruyne start, and Ilkay Gundogan didn't start in either of those games. And um, didn't De Bruyne Bernardo start Silva. the uh, the Champions League? Uh, the, sorry, the FA Cup semifinal. He did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably did. He, but he didn't start the Champions League, and Bernardo no, no, Silva didn't, didn't start either didn't, game. He either. didn't play in the league game or the FA Cup. The FA Cup, yeah. But also, Bernardo Silva has not been like he's played a good amount for them. But in terms of like actual attacking threat, it's not been one of his better seasons. I don't, I don't even know no, if he'll start no, but, this game. But like his control in the midfield, that's what he's been know, excellent at. I, I don't think. I don't think Pep is going. Pep isn't going to start him in the Champions League final. He's going to choose De Bruyne, Gundogan, and either Rodri or Fernandinho. Then he's going to play uh, Foden, Mares, and either Jesus or uh, no. He's going to play. Yeah, he's going to play probably De Bruyne at false nine, and I, mean, I think it would be, like, Foden, it would be Foden there. Mares. No, it's going to be Foden. No, you know, Mares, you, you know who the player I'm forgetting is Sterling. Sterling's not going to start. You don't think so? You don't think it's going to be no, Sterling, Foden, Mares? He's been on the bench. No, he's not going to start him. And, and again, this is why Sterling started against you guys. Dude, and was, I, did... I, dude Pep Guardiola would never be, be able to rebuild his relationship with Raheem Sterling if he didn't start him in a Champions League final. Like, Ster, like Sterling, I think, is 100% starting. It doesn't matter how well he's playing or not. Like, he's one of those players, like, along with De Bruyne. Now that all of the, the older players have pretty much left... Who aren't like significant anymore? Like Sterling and De Bruyne are like part of the furniture there, and they have to start those those big big games like that. So, I mean, it, it, they have too many players for this one like final, and I just think Bernardo Silva, it's also, it's like as too good big as he of a is, game for Manchester City. I think like Pep's Pep's record in these games speaks for himself, and yeah, that's that's the that, one thing that concerns me. I I think that Tuchel has a young team. With players like Pulisic, like Werner, like I mean, Ziyech isn't isn't young, but he's a new player on the team. Reese James is young, um, you know, Christensen. There's a lot of young talent on the team. So that I would Mendy's I would understand, but and because like, we're playing and, and, and against an English team, it's not. I don't, don't think that's as big of a factor. A I don't think that's as big of a factor. And when... they just lost a final to a much worse team. So again, all of these things lead me to think like this team's not ready for it yet. You guys proved it by almost not making top four, right? So all of these things tell me, yeah, you're a good side. You had a great run when Tuchel came in, but you don't deserve to win a Champions League. The, you, frankly, you've, the teams you've played up to this point haven't been that impressive. Hey, we and, beat the uh, we beat the current Spanish champions and the Spanish champions from last year. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. I mean, our group was easy. I'll give you that. And getting Porto in the quarterfinal was, you know, it wasn't easy itself but like the, the two games weren't easy but it was the most ideal matchup of the ones that were available yeah i mean you, you can make an argument that in, like in terms of the trajectory of like this current chelsea team 
like it might be somewhere in the point of that first year that Klopp got to the Champions League final and then lost to Real Madrid because you know right that was an all-time Real Madrid team and 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 exactly and I they think that this easy, city they had an easy team, run to the final that year as this well. This city team that we pointed out in the I think it was a couple of pods ago when they when we were talking about them winning the league is that you know this is the best defensive team that they've had under Pep and what wins like trophies what wins finals is amazing defensively and I know Chelsea have been well, good no, actually, defensively under goals, Tuchel. Goals win finals. Okay, but but you gotta also not concede and I think the, that they're the gonna concede maximum the one goal thing against is about you. The league. No, I know, but I think there's going to be at, they're going to get like maximum concede one goal against you, and I think they're going to score two or three. I think it's going to be like three one city, and I think Chelsea are going to miss chances like they had. They're going to frustrate. They're going to have a, like a 15 minute spell where you guys look really good and maybe like kind of have City backpedaling a little bit, um, but you're going to miss the crucial chances in that period. And City are just going to turn it on in the last 15 20 minutes. I think. They truly have uh, like an insane amount of depth. Players that can come off the bench that could change the game. You know, they can bring on Aguero. They can bring on Jesus. You know, I think I believe in the Champions. You can you can make up to five subs. So, you know, that's going to be a a big factor that I I think affects this game. So, I'm 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 expecting Manchester City to, to win relatively comfortably here. I think it's too early for this 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 Chelsea side and you don't deserve to get to win the Champions League this year well it's a good thing it's not about what Javier thinks everyone deserves uh the one the one final thing I I think needs mentioning is that I would be much more uneasy going into this final if we were the favorites if we were in this kind of position that Manchester United were in where and people have been trying to compare it like you they to your no, last Champions League final. But in your last no, no, no. Champions League not, final, I'm, what I'm you had gonna, was I'm like Terry, Drogba, Lampard, like legends with experience who had been at that in that position so many times, just almost gotten there and failed. You don't have any of that in your team. Well, you to, have be, no to be players. fair, we didn't have Terry in that final. He was uh, suspended, but... Um, well, all right, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but... But no, the thing I have to mention is that if Chelsea were in the position where... Not only were we favorites, but in terms of the gameplay itself, we were the ones that would have to, you know, force the issue, open up like a very tightly packed defense. I would be much more concerned about that than I am with having to play against a Manchester City team that I know is going to bring the game to us. Now, do you have to be careful about not overextending yourself and pressing them too high and getting caught by all of that like blistering pace they have? Yeah, that's definitely something you have to be aware of, but... You know, we're much we're much better off playing against a team of the same level as us. We're we're worse off when we have to play against Villa and Arsenal and, no, and all these teams no. that are sitting deep defensively and forcing us to try and break them down. Manchester City this just end of by the, the season like, convinced me that you guys are not. No, but Javier, you guys, come on, you 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 can't just be completely like blind to the fact a, that we play better against teams in order that for you like, to get top are four. open. No, you, you, you have to acknowledge that, Javier. The Real yeah, Madrid but City game. had the best defense in the league. What are you talking about? Like, they're not going to be open against you. Yeah, I mean, they, they were pretty damn open when we played them in the league a few weeks ago, and they had Diaz okay, starting we, that but game. It's, compl- it's completely and they had irrelevant. Ederson. It's completely they, irrelevant. They, it's going like, to be a completely team, different team. Javier, every team that plays, like, with likes to play with the ball and likes to play with possession, it doesn't matter how good you are defensively, like, based off the stats from a full 38-game season. In one game, 90 minutes... There, there are always chances because there's always space available. You just have to time it right and execute. 
And with Werner, I think Werner will definitely start because he's obviously the kind of player that will 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 feed off that. Like I'm not saying he's going to you know turn his season around and score a hat trick or something, I'm, but that it's, I'm more it's an ideal to see situation if, like, for him. If Cancelo starts, if Cancelo gets a start, if Zinchenko who played really well, but I think he's gonna might have a hard time. Um, I mean, if Aspilicueta starts at right wing back, then yeah, maybe Zinchenko would I, I don't be a think, good player to go I don't, up against I don't think, him. But... I think Tuchel, he should have learned from that Aston Villa game that like as nice as it is to have Reese James be able to play in that back three to cover uh, pacey players, he's far better used as a wing back and allowing Aspilicueta to you know read the game a bit more from further back. And Reese James is a much better attacking weapon, obviously, so... I fully expect that to go back to normal. But then mid-game, you may see Aspilicueta when he bombs forward to attack. Reese James will fill in. It's it's nice to have that sort of like diversity in uh in our players that they can you know fill in for each other when when needed. Um, so you're you're saying three one. I'm gonna say two one Chelsea in extra time. One one after full time goes to extra time. Chelsea get the winner, and we win our second European Cup. You got to believe, Danny. You got to believe. I'm gonna. Dude, I'm gonna. I, I'm just, gonna. I can't do it, Alex. Sorry. Can't believe in you guys. Yes, it's that you don't want to, Javier. It's that you don't want no, to. It's, I understand. It's, it's, that, it's that all you fucks turned into Tottenham fans the last day of the season. Something which I never thought hey, I would see. Hey, we were only so Tottenham fans. Deserve, we were only Tottenham fans for like thirty minutes. To win a Champions League, you pieces of shit. Hey man, shit. at least I didn't spend you're, the entire season as a like Tottenham then. fan, unlike you, who were just saying, "Oh, they're going to win the league." Uh, oh, I opened the door for you, Alex. Yeah, I knew you, you were going to go there. Wide open for you me there. Fuck. Of course, you took it. It's all right. You, I smeared it with shit when you walked through it, so you have shit all over your shoes. It, it's kind of to be expected when you, uh, you're walking through a metaphorical door that involves Tottenham. Uh, I shouldn't do that. I have to put a sabbatical. I have to go into a sabbatical on my Tottenham insults, at least until uh, next season starts. So uh, from here on out, I will respect Tottenham for what they've done for Chelsea Football Club until the beginning of next season. Yeah, you better be more grateful to them, you asshole. They saved you. Well, that wraps it up today uh, for our Champions League final preview pod. Javier, thank you for being on with me. Uh, and uh, you can follow us on social media at ASMOS92, at JavierRev9, and for Andrew, at Andrew Passaro. And for the podcast social itself, at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Enjoy the Champions League final this weekend, everyone. Up the shells, and until next time, see you.